Democrat National Convention, the party of Romans chapter 1. That is a topic we'll discuss today right here on the Christian Worldview radio program, where the mission is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and also to share the good news, the gospel, that all people who repent and believe in Jesus Christ can be reconciled to God and be forgiven of their sin and receive everlasting eternal life with God in heaven. That is good news. Thanks for joining us today. I'm David Wheaton, the host. Our website is thechristianworldview.org. We're going to discuss the Democrat National Convention today. They, they held their national convention this week, nominating Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as their nominees for president and vice president. Now, many of the the luminaries of the Democrat Party made speeches at the convention that we'll hear from today, from former presidents Obama and Bill Clinton to Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and many more. So what does the Democrat Party stand for that half of our electorate will vote for? A simple and accurate answer to that question is of what they stand for is written in the Bible in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 32. We'll get into that. In other words, the party and its leaders from that passage in Romans 1 suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That's a line in Romans 1. We'll read it. Through, and how do they do that? Through their outright and blatant rejection of God and his laws. You think that's an overstatement? Well, then you want to tune in today to the Christian Worldview as we hear excerpts of various speeches from their convention and also read some excerpts from their official party platform. So this week, uh, in the lead-up to the program, I heard an interview because John MacArthur has been in the news a lot recently because of his church in California that has continued or opened up uh, to have Sunday services despite the governmental orders in California to shut down indoor gatherings and so forth and so on. So they're just going on meeting, uh, basing it on the uh, biblical command that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Even if there is a virus, we still assemble together, do it in, in ways that uh, the church decides can be safe, and they're doing that. They've been meeting for a couple months now, and there's been a lot of legal wrangling back and forth. So maybe you've seen John MacArthur interviewed on some of the national news programs. And, uh, and uh, so he's been in the news recently for that. And he was interviewed this week uh, on a program called Just the News by host David Brody. And he was asked uh, just about the state of the nation. Uh, not so much about the, the the church reopening, although he was asked about that, but specifically about the state of America. And here's what John MacArthur had to say about where America is spiritually. And I'm wondering if you could address some of the spiritual state of our nation mm-hmm. and as to how this has been kind of sucked up into the oxygen of all of that. Yeah, and, and there, are, there are two ways that I, I, that I would look at that, David. Number one is this. In Romans chapter 1, it says in verse 18, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Nothing could ever be more defining of America than that we hold the truth in unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were founded on Judeo-Christian ethics, morals, and standards 
the assumption was that uh, this state nation started because people wanted religious freedom. That's buried deep into the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment. So if any nation has ever held the truth, we have. But we are holding it in unrighteousness. This nation, to be honest with you, sort of collectively looks like the Jerry Springer show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that really is what Romans 1 tells us. Romans 1 says the wrath of God is revealed, and then it defines what that is. First of all, God gave them over to sexual immorality. That, that's the first thing that happens. That's in mm-hmm. Romans one twenty four. The second thing, God gave them over to homosexuality, verse 20, 20, um, 28. Mm-hmm. The third one, ver, verse 26, rather, verse 28 is he gave them over to a reprobate mind. So what wrath is this? Well, it's not eschatological wrath. It's not eternal wrath. It is the wrath of abandonment when God abandons a nation to its own sins. When God pulls back his restraints, what will you see? A sexual revolution followed by a homosexual revolution followed by a reprobate mind. And out of that reprobate mind at the end of the chapter comes all kinds of evil. Mm -hmm. And it also says even though they know these things bring about death, they not only do them, but they applaud the people who do them. So that's the sort of Jerry Springer idea. So we're living in a time, people say, well, the wrath of God must be near. No, we're in it. And the evidence is we've gone through the sexual revolution, through the homosexual revolution. And when you get the reprobate mind, what would that look like? Well, that would be when you're a man, but you think you're a woman. That's when you've reached the level of insanity. The other way I look at it is this, biblically speaking, we have a collision of sinners in the world. We're all fallen. The wages of sin is death, and everybody dies. So how does God restrain sin so society can flourish for his redemptive purposes and his glory? He has to put restraints. Restraint number one is the law of God written in the heart, and the weapon is the conscience. So what needs to happen if you want to get rid of that is you rewrite the law, you turn morality on its head, turn it inside out, and then tell people if they have a guilty conscience, they shouldn't because... They're better than that. They shouldn't feel shame. So you you do everything you can to assault the conscience and assault the law written in the heart. The next restraint is the family. So if you want to get rid of that, you destroy the family. Every way possible you go after the family, we get that. Uh, That's what's been going on for decades now. The third restraint is the police. So are we surprised when the police are now under assault? They've already done in the human conscience. They've done in the family, and now they're after the police, defund the police, spit on the police. Right. That, that's the third restraint, government, Romans 13. The fourth restraint is the church. The church is salt and light in the world, so let's go after the church. This is a systematic, satanically inspired assault on all the divine restraints in the world. We shouldn't be surprised that it's happening because it's folded into the very wrath of God where he turns over a society to their sinful choices and the consequences are inevitable. Wow. He uh, said an awful lot in that particular soundbite, and this is why I respect this man so much. Uh, not only is he biblically sound, and he's been teaching the same um, doctrines of Scripture verse by verse for literally 50 years in his church, Grace Community Church, and of course you hear him on the radio as well, but he hasn't moved. He, he doesn't shift. And he's a man. He's, a, he's a, fall, a fallible man. He could. I don't think he will, but he could. He's 81 years old now. He's still doing this, still fighting the fight. <laughs> 
Um, but this is why I respect him so much. He, his worldview, his life, his eternity, everything's based on God's revelation in his word. And he said a lot in there. He, he talked about America beating, uh, we, that we now hold the truth in unrighteousness, as Romans 1 says. Despite the founding of our Christian principles, um, that, that is all rejected now. Not by everyone, but there's, there's a general movement, a large movement of our, our, our society that doesn't want any part of those Christian values we were founded upon. It's like the, the Jerry Springer show. In case you're not familiar with that show, that was a daytime television show. I think it was back in the probably the 80s, maybe early 90s. Jerry Springer was the host, and he would typically bring in someone like a a, a woman and a man who were having a problem in their marriage and maybe divorced, and one was accusing the other of uh, infidelity or immorality. Then they bring in the adulterous person who was in the middle of their marriage, and then a fight would break out and mayhem would happen. And they discuss the most, you know, grotesque, immoral, perverse things on the program. And that's what MacArthur is comparing America to at this point. And if you read Romans 1, he read a couple verses from it, but it goes on this. It's this, it's this digression. And I would really encourage you to read it because it explains really what is taking place, why what is taking place is taking place in our country. And just read verses 18 through uh, 32. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. And here's the, this key phrase where it starts out, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. So there's a hiding, there's a suppressing, there's a covering of the truth and in replacing it with unrighteousness. So it's it's the truth of God being exchanged for a lie. Uh, and then he, Paul was writing this letter to the Roman Christians, and he goes on to say that they, those who suppress the truth, they, they know about God. God is evident to them. Uh, his, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature, they're all clearly seen being under, understood through what has been made. So they're without excuse. And he goes on to say that even though they, they know God exists, they don't honor God or give him thanks, but they're futile in their speculations. They're futile in their worldview. And then what happens when you're futile in your worldview is your, your heart, well, it's actually your heart is the, 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 the seed of your affections, your worldview, it's darkened, you have a dark heart. And they profess to be wise, as you're going to hear in the sound bites we play today. These are all very captive, captivating speakers from a certain standpoint. They sound like they, they know what they're talking about, and they use language to, to mask unrighteousness. And then they exchange the glory of God for 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 the form of incorruptible man, they worship man instead of the creator. And then in verse 24, God gives them over. This is that wrath of abandonment. And this is a terrible kind of wrath because if we don't have God's restraint in our own lives, if God just gives us over to do what we want to do, we're going to go deeper and deeper into sin. And that's what's taking place in our country. God's given us over. That's what MacArthur is saying. That's what he believes. And I have to say, I agree with him. It's almost like America is a city. Remember how sieges took place back in the day where the you'd have a walled city and, and a foreign invading army would come and the city would close all the doors and they'd, they'd try to be safe inside their walled city from this foreign invasion. And they'd build a siege ramp on the outside. And slowly over time, you know, the people inside the city would try to throw rocks or whatever they could to, to kill the people who were trying to build this siege ra- ramp so they could breach the walls and take over the city. Well, 
we're, we're, we're under siege in this country as well. We're under a siege, although the, the siege ramp is not being built from the outside. The siege is taking place from the inside where you have a large percentage of our population uh, who are just taking sledgehammers and hammering and breaking down the walls that, that held up this, this country from the beginning. And to be honest, I don't think there's much left of those walls. It's not going to take much, much more for these walls to come crumbling down, and then everything is going to, to change uh, in this country. And I know that's not a very optimistic look at this country. I, I, I could be wrong. It may be many years, but if you read Revelation and where the world is going, the world is going towards a globalistic uh, situation where there's a one leader uh, of the world, a human leader, and attacking Christians and and in, in Israel and so forth. So we're we're going that direction. I just don't know when. And it just appears that America, the strongest nation in the world, which is kind of a restraint in the world from so many of the evil actors with our. Uh, powerful economics, our powerful military, with our innovation, with our, our freedoms and our constitution, um, with the the will of the freedom loving people in this. If that is if that is uh, just squelched down, there's really nothing in the world from a standpoint to offset uh, the rest of the evil in other places throughout the world. So that's why M- MacArthur said uh, there is a wrath of abandonment taking place. In this country at this place. He said, you know, God restrains sin through the conscience, the family, the police or law and order government, and through the church. There's attack on all of those. Conscience is don't listen to your conscience. Go with what you want to do. The family, disrupt the nuclear family, as Black Lives Matter says. Defund the police, and by all means, don't meet in churches. We'll come back and talk more about the party of Romans 1 from the Democrat National Convention. The Bible says that children should be raised in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. There's nothing more important than sitting, walking, talking, and teaching your son or daughter to love and fear God. The church is swimming in children's resources, but it's ultra important to select ones that accurately represent God, His Word, and the Gospel. At our store on thechristianworldview.org, We are intentional about offering resources that will build a sound and strong faith in children. You will find several Bibles for children, the Adam Raccoon book series, and Good News for Little Hearts series. We also have video and audio resources like Theo and Sugar Creek Gang. Browse them all at thechristianworldview.org and then use them daily with the child God has put in your life. That's thechristianworldview.org. The Christian Worldview radio program airs live Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time. But did you know you can also listen according to your own schedule? One simple way to hear past programs is at our website, thechristianworldview.org. You'll also find short takes there, which are bite-sized highlights of each program. Beyond our website, you can search for The Christian Worldview in the podcast app on your smartphone and subscribe for free. The program is also available at OnePlace.com, SermonAudio.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you need help navigating the online podcast realm, just give us a call, toll-free, 1-888-646-2233, or follow the links on the homepage of thechristianworldview.org. Because when believers have a sharper biblical worldview and non-believers come to saving faith, 
Lives and families are changed for the glory of God. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today here on the Christian Realview radio program as we talk about the Democrat National Convention, which took place this past week. We'll do the Republican National Convention coming up after they take, they hold theirs. And we're calling this program, subtitling it, The Party of Romans 1, in light of that soundbite we played in the first segment from John MacArthur saying that this country is now kind of like the, the Jerry Springer show. And uh, it, it's a country that suppresses the truth and unrighteousness. Again, these are generalizations. You, you, you could say, oh, well, not everyone. Of course, not everyone does that. We, have, we live in a country of 320 million. But now there is a, a, a big momentum. You see what's going on in the streets, and the government officials don't really do much about it. Uh, you see what's going on in our educational system, in, in, in a corporate America, in politics, in higher education. I mean, it is, it's, it's given over uh, to suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. That's a wrath of abandonment. And we, we, we don't want God to abandon, abandon us. Uh, we we want God to be convicting us and convicting our conscience, and there's a there's a pushback against all of that in this country. So I mentioned the the Democrat National uh, Committee platform, and and that's nothing more than what a particular political party, what the Democrat Party either supports or opposes. So policies they either support or opposes. I'm just going to read about uh, 15 of them. Uh, that I took directly from the Democrat National Committee platform. And there's different categories on here. The first category is bioethics and health issues. The Democrat National Committee opposes all federal and state laws that prohibit or restrict abortion, the, the killing of unborn or partially born children. Now, just get that. It would be enough if I read no more than that of the, of the other 15 I'm going to read. But just consider that again. The Democrat Party opposes all federal and state laws that prohibit or even restrict abortion. Abortion is the intentional killing, you could say murder, of a human life uh, in a mother's womb. That's what this party and its candidates stand for. That's the first thing under bioethics and health issues. Number two, supports. The Democrat National Committee supports restoring taxpayer funding of Planned Parenthood, the largest abortion provider in America. So not only do they oppose any federal or state law that prohibits or even restricts abortion, but they support having you, even if you oppose abortion, through your taxpayer dollars, funding the largest abortion provider in America. Number three, the Democrat National Committee supports medically accurate LGBTQ, that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, plus, inclusive, age-appropriate sex education. Okay? If it, that, to interpret that, that means that they want to have sex education for children in this country that promotes uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgenderism, and queer uh, perverse sexuality. This is the Democrat National Committee platform. Number four, it opposes conscience-based exemptions that would allow medical providers, employers, and others to refuse to provide contraceptives and abortifacients. 
What that means is that if you're a business owner uh, in, in this country and you're a Christian and you oppose abortion, they are opposed to you being able to refuse because of your biblically informed conscience, being able to refuse to provide in your health insurance plan to your employers abortifacients, drugs that kill unborn children in the womb. They're against that, having a conscience-based exemptions. That's the Democrat National Committee. The last issue that I pulled out of the bioethics and health issues for the Democrat National Committee platform is they oppose the lifetime ban on blood donation by men who have had sex with other men. That's a direct quote. In other words, when men have sex with each other, there's a higher chance of the HIV virus, of course, and they oppose the lifetime ban that is apparently currently in place. I didn't even know this. Uh, of blood donation by these men who have sex with each other. This is from the Democrat National Committee platform. Next category, as if that weren't enough, the creation creation care and environmental issues. Interesting how they put creation care because creation implies there's a creator, and they certainly do not believe in a creator. Otherwise, they wouldn't be having all these other policies that defy that creator. Number one, under creation care and environmental issues, uh, the Democrat National Committee supports rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement, which is a very extreme environmental agreement that President Trump got us out of. Number two, supports eliminating carbon pollution from power plants by 2025 and supporting a national goal of achieving net zero greenhouse gas emissions for all new buildings by 2030. In other words, it's going completely away from from uh, carbon-based energy in this country. So there's no more oil, there's no more coal, uh, all those kinds of things that fire, fire, uh, do f- power plants and gasoline and everything else. It's completely transitioning our economy away from that. Finally, under that category, supports the creation of an environmental justice fund to make historic investments aimed at eliminating legacy pollution which disproportionately causes illness and premature death in communities of color, low-income communities, and indigenous communities. So now you see how it's not only enough to completely radically change our environmental practices, which I'm, we're all for creation care, but not this for, form of earth worship that really is what this is, but there's a, there's a social justice element uh, baked in to so many of the different policies of the Democrat National Committee. You'll hear it in the sound bites as well of the speakers at the Democrat National Convention. And social justice, the, the way they define it, uh, it, it sounds good. It's social and it's just. What could be wrong with that? But it's really a form of Marxism that divides the world between the oppressed and the oppressors and that the oppressors need to be toppled by the oppressed. You're going to hear more of that today. Discrimination and racial issues is the next category. The Democrat National Committee supports ending discrimination on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, language, religion, gender, age, sexual orientation, gender identity. Those are the two they want to add in, or disability, to the, to the Civil Rights Act. Uh, they support establishing a national commission to, quote, examine the lasting economic effects of slavery, Jim Crow segregation, and racially discriminatory federal policies on income, wealth, education, health, and employment outcomes to pursue truth and promote racial healing and to study reparations. The, the paying of 
black people uh, by the government for slavery, uh, the offenses against them back in the slavery. So So for people who didn't commit these offenses today, they are to pay people who didn't weren't offended back when slavery was taking place. That's what the Democrats Party stands for. They support uh, allowing states to make their own decisions about recreational use of marijuana. I'm actually surprised at that. I'm surprised they don't just want to make a federal mandate because they support uh, drug use uh, uh, in the population. You get people all drugged up and not thinking clearly, then the government can be more of your boss. Down to the educational category. Uh, The Democrat National Committee supports universal preschool for all three- and four-year-olds uh, now, I wonder why they would want that. Why would they want universal preschool for all three? Well, because they can get you into their governmental educational system even earlier before you even have a chance to think clearly when you're three and four year old. Have the parents go off to work. We'll take your children. Thank you very much. And we will brainwash them according to our humanist ideology. Pretty clear. Uh, they support K through 12 instruction in civics and climate literacy. Now, here's where the code words come in. Civics, that's code word for uh, what we've talked about, uh, Howard Zinn's version of American history, that America is a terrible country. We are founded illegitimately, was founded on genocide. We're based completely and built by slavery, and uh, therefore that system needs to be toppled. That's what they mean by civics. You have to know uh, how they use language to deceive. In climate literacy, that's another, another code word for radical environmentalism, not, not, not stewardship of the earth, which all Christians should support, but using environmentalism to constrain and take people's freedom away. They support or oppose. Uh, there's another one, Education Democrat National Committee opposes private school vouchers in allowing public-funded scholarships to be used at private schools. So they want to continue the communistic-based educational system in our country where you pay taxes, and the only place that your tax dollars can go is not to the school of your choice where you want to send your child. They don't attach that that taxpayer funding to you and saying, okay, here's your money. You can go spend it at a public school, a private school, a Christian school, or homeschool. No, they oppose all of that, all those vouchers, and it's only to be used in their government, humanistic, propagandist, incubation corridors of public schools. The, the Democrat National uh, Committee supports forgiving all undergraduate tuition-related federal student debt for those earning less than $125,000. So if you've gone to college, if you've taken out student loans and you don't make over $125,000, your debt should be paid for by your fellow taxpayers. Last two categories I'll read. The Democrat uh, National Committee on LGBT Issues, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, supports passage of the Equality Act. Again, code word, equality. Who could be against that? But that would radically change Christian freedom in this country to be able to oppose or to stand against or stand for biblical morality. We went over that in a previous show months ago on this program. They also support banning, uh, quote, conversion therapy practices. That's for homosexuals. In other words, trying to have a, 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 a clinic that does counseling uh, to, to help people uh, get out of homosexuality. They, they support a ban on that. Uh, number three, they support allowing all transgender and non-binary people to identify in documents that reflect their gender 
identity. And we'll get to the last one on religious liberty right after this break. If you like golf, you'll love playing in the Christian Worldview Golf Event at historic Woodhill Country Club in Wyzetta, Minnesota on Monday, September 21st. Golf registration includes lunch, range, and 18 holes with cart on one of the best courses in the state. Bring your own foursome or we can fit you into a group. Hole sponsorships are also available. Shotgun start is 12.30 p.m. There won't be an evening dinner event this year due to indoor group restrictions, but golfers will enjoy the rare opportunity to play at Woodhill with its immaculate condition, challenging greens, and beautiful setting, all in support of the Christian Worldview Radio Ministry. We hope to see you on Monday, September 21st. Registration deadline is Tuesday, September 8th. To register, visit thechristianworldview.org. That's thechristianworldview.org. Be sure to take advantage of two free resources that will keep you informed and sharpen your worldview. The first is the Christian Worldview Weekly Email, which comes to your inbox each Friday. It contains a preview of the upcoming radio program, along with need-to-read articles, featured resources, special events, and audio of the previous program. The second is the Christian Worldview Annual Print Letter, which is delivered to your mailbox in November. It contains a year-end letter from host David Wheaton and a listing of our store items, including DVDs, books, children's materials, and more. You can sign up for the weekly email and annual print letter by visiting thechristianworldview.org or calling 1-888-646-2233. Your email and mailing address will never be shared, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Call 1-888-646-2233 or visit thechristianworldview.org. We are one month away from our annual golf event, and if uh, you haven't signed up for that, if you're interested in taking place in that, we'd love to have you come at Woodhill Country Club in Wyzetta, Minnesota. Find out more at thechristianworldview.org. We're still working on, since we're not holding a dinner event this year, we're still working on uh, some sort of uh, gathering, uh, which we'll update you in the coming uh, weeks about, uh, even this fall. So uh, stay tuned uh, for some upcoming announcements from the Christian Worldview. Today in the program, we're talking about uh, recapping the Democrat National Convention, which took place this last week, and how it has become the, the party of Romans chapter 1, where they don't see fit to acknowledge God any longer. God gives them over to a depraved mind, reading from Romans 1 now, to do those things which are not proper being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, and greed, and evil. And this is what that that um, party platform is, as, as you read through. I haven't got to the last point yet, whether it starts out in uh, edu- uh, never opposing all federal and state laws that prohibit or restrict abortion, supporting taxpayer funding for Planned Parenthood, uh, reducing completely reducing any carbon-based energy in our country, uh, going down to supporting preschool for universal preschool for three and four year olds, uh, looking into uh, supporting the Equality Act, LGBT issues, uh, banning uh, conversion therapy of, for homosexuals. That's always the interesting one to me. That you can't change your gen- you can't change being a homosexual, but you can change your 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 sex, your gender, 
It, it makes absolutely no sense at all. Of course, there's no logic here. And finally, the, the one I wanted to get to that I would really should put a chill up the, the spine of every single Christian listening today is the category of religious liberty. And here's what the Democrat Na- National Committee says in their platform. The Democrat National Committee opposes broad religious exemptions to allow business, medical providers, social servants, social servants, service agencies, and others to discriminate. Again, another code word, discriminate. Now, who would be for discrimination? Well, what they mean by discrimination is, uh, let's say that you own a Christian business, and you're a Christian uh, photographer, uh, and you say you do not want to use your skills, your artistic skills, to participate in a homosexual so-called wedding, and so you, you denied servicing those two homosexuals. Well, you, the Democrat National Committee opposes you, opposes any sort of broad religi- religious exemptions to not participate, business, medical providers, whatever, to not have to participate in things that offend their faith. So they're against religious liberty. They're re- against religious liberty and for homosexual rights. Keep that in mind. Now, if you read all that, you'd realize uh, any – any reasonable person would realize that John MacArthur is exactly accurate, what he said about uh, this country being in a situation of Romans 1, and specifically uh, this particular political party, which is pushing this agenda, which I just read from their uh, national platform. But the really disconcerting and disheartening thing is, is that Christians, professing Christians at least, uh, believe, are saying today, Prominent ones, ones that we once considered uh, part of conservative evangelicalism, are saying that, you know, um, don't be a one-party voter. Christians can, be, can vote for either party. You can, look at, look, you can look at this two ways. It's a matter of conscience, and you can vote either way and be in good conscience. Jonathan Lehman, I'm going to play a soundbite from him. He is the uh, – he is a, works for Nine Marks Ministries – uh, he is a edit editor for that particular ministry. I'm trying to find his uh, trying to find his um, here it is right here his bio. He's editorial director for Nine Marks. Nine Marks is a, a, a collection of of church churches. It's a church network led by Mark Dever of Capitol Hill Baptist Church in Washington D.C. They have churches all over the country. There's a really well known book called Nine Marks of a Healthy Church. I think it was called. Uh, Jonathan Lehman works for that organization. He's an occasional lecturer at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. He teaches adjunctively for the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, and Reformed Theological Seminary. And and, and oh, by the way, Mark Dever, uh, Ligon Duncan, uh, others from this this theological world – uh, used to be speakers at the Shepherds Conference with John MacArthur back in the day, but there's been a split over the issue. Uh, maybe not, maybe not spoken, but there's been a split. They weren't at the Shepherds Conference last year over the issue of social justice. That's what it's been split over. And Jonathan Lehman was interviewed by Mark De- uh, Dever, the the director of of Nine Marks Ministries, about voting. And here's what he said about how Christians can really vote. Either way, listen very carefully. Maybe we'll even stop it as we go through to point out a couple things of what he is actually saying in this soundbite. And so Christians gravitate, on, you know, majority culture Christians gravitate this way, minority culture Christians gravitate that way. Satan is psyched. 
yeah. over the issue, I right? Mean, because he yeah. sees division in the church, and we don't trust each other, and you're voting for them. Well, you must you must not care about justice. I don't even know if you love Jesus, right? Okay, so that would be a you're voting for them. That would be a Democrat so-called Christian saying to Republican Christian, you're voting for Republicans, so you must not care about justice because that's what the Democrats are supposedly for. They're for the little guy, remember? They're for helping people with taxpayer redistributing wealth. They consider that, Democrat so-called Christians, will consider that to be uh, charity. Uh, That's never what Scripture says about charity. Charity comes from a willing person giving uh, of themselves and, and their resources that God has given, not out of compulsion but freely. Moving. Uh, I question your Christianity and just rank division in the church. Um, and again, I think this is where we have to allow for Christian freedom. And- there you go. Have to allow for Christian freedom. In other words, Christians of good conscience can vote either way. Christians can vote for a Republican, or you can vote for that party and the candidates who support that list of platform of what they suppose and support that that goes directly shakes its fist. In the face of God. How can that be? Moving on. And remember Romans 14 and differently calibrated consciences and the fact that we're united around the gospel and not how I work out my decision on who or who not to vote for. So you can vote either way and be in good conscience. So I can understand, for instance, how a person might, I might not agree with it, but I can understand how a person might decide, well, look, here comes the rationalization. I'm not pro-life, but um, you know there have been Republican pro-life quote-unquote candidates in the White House for the last number of, of decades, and yet the laws haven't been overturned. Meanwhile, I think this, let's just say, I'm thinking hypothetically, the welfare policies of these candidates has actually decreased the number of real abortions in such and such a state and actually brought the number of abortions down. So though they are pro-choice, I think that they've actually helped the abortion issues as opposed to your Republican candidate. Okay, so he just created a rationalization for Christians who who may not want to vote Republican and think, you know what, I'm pro-life, but I support the welfare policies of the Democrat Party, the redistribution of wealth, and that is somehow going to reduce abortions more than the Republicans have been able to do through the presidents. Well, the presidents aren't kings. They can't, by divine fiat, change the law of Roe v. Wade. That has to be done legally. It has to be done through majorities in Congress and so forth and so on. But there's the rationalization continuing. I might not personally agree with that argument. I might say, well, that's wrong for reasons X, Y, and Z. Nonetheless, I can understand how a Christian in good conscience could make that argument. And therefore, I'm going to leave space for that particular option for Christians. Unlike, now it's possible we can get to an issue, I'm going to vote for a pro-Nazi candidate. Okay, so now this this particular issue, pro- voting for a, a, a racially... Uh, a racist candidate, that would be completely unacceptable. It's okay if you want to vote for Democrats because you think that their welfare policies will reduce abortion, but when it comes to voting for a candidate who is who is tinged with racism, that would be impossible. This is the point of no return. A Ku Klux Klan candidate, a Communist Party candidate in China. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restrict a bit more. It's, there are parties, there are candidates that I think are beyond the pale. 
And it's possible we reach a place in American history where we, we decide that's the case for certain parties, and I think some Christians already feel that way. Nonetheless, I would say I think we're still in a two-party system where Christians can, in good conscience, make different kinds of arguments, and we need to leave space for that last just going to play that last part again. I think we're still in a two-party system where Christians can, in good conscience, make different kinds of arguments, and we need to leave space for that last. Okay, so you think a Christian, a biblically sound, born-again Christian, can vote for that particular platform of the Democrat Party that I just read? I, I don't see how a Christian, I mean, they, of course they can, but I don't think they should. I, when there's another option... That's not the biblically-based Christian party that God has put his finger on and said, this is the party of me. Absolutely not. But it's comparative. So all you need to know is it's comparative. None of those things I read from the DNC platform, not one of them is in the Republican Party platform. So you're telling me that all that ungodliness in the Democrat National uh, Party platform is okay? Christians of good conscience can and should vote either way? I uh, I don't see the biblical basis for that at all. That was Jonathan Lehman of Nine Marks Ministries, and this is the this is the real problem. By the way, it's not shocking that unregenerate people support the Democrat National uh, Committee platform. It's, that's not that's not shocking. The shocking thing is those who are professing Christians, like Jonathan Lehman and those in Nine Marks, and some within the Gospel Coalition, and many others, which I'll try to get to in the last segment, take this particular view that Christians of good conscience can and should uh, vote either way. When there's a choice between rank unrighteousness, suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, and a much lesser version of that in another party, you can vote either way. Think about that over the break. We'll come back. and We'll get to a couple sound bites from the Democrat National Convention listening to the Christian Real View. I'm David Wheaton. The Christian Worldview radio program airs live Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time. But did you know you can also listen according to your own schedule? One simple way to hear past programs is at our website, thechristianworldview.org. You'll also find short takes there, which are bite-sized highlights of each program. Beyond our website, you can search for The Christian Worldview in the podcast app on your smartphone and subscribe for free. The program is also available at OnePlace.com, SermonAudio.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you need help navigating the online podcast realm, just give us a call, toll-free, 1-888-646-2233, or follow the links on the homepage of thechristianworldview.org. Because when believers have a sharper biblical worldview and non-believers come to saving faith, Lives and families are changed for the glory of God. Thank you for listening. There's an abundance of Christian resources available, but the reality is that many of them, even some of the most popular, do not lead to a sound and strong faith. While there's only one perfect book, a key aim of the Christian worldview is to identify and offer resources that are biblically faithful and deepen your walk with God. In our online store, we have a wide range of resources for all ages, adult and children's books and DVDs, Bibles and devotionals, unique gifts, and more. So browse our store at thechristianworldview.org and find enriching resources for yourself, family, friends, small group, or church. 
You can also order by calling toll-free 1-888-646-2233. That's 1-888-646-2233. Or visit thechristianworldview.org. Final segment of the day here on the Christian Worldview radio program as we talk about the Democrat National Convention, the party of Romans chapter 1. Don't forget to read that this week, Romans 1, verses 18 through 32, uh, to describe what their really party platform stands for. I was thinking about uh, Jonathan Lehman, the the soundbite we just heard, that Christians of good conscience can vote either way, despite the fact that their party platform is is incredibly more ungodly than the Republican National uh, Party platform. And, and his issue of the, the rationalization there that, you know, you might come to the conclusion that, you know, welfare, giving welfare to people who are poor uh, or the black community and so forth is somehow going to reduce abortions. Well, the, the fact is, has that actually taken place? Has the welfare state uh, toward the, the black community in this country was started way back when, 50, 60 years ago? Has it really helped reduce it? No. There's a disproportionately high number of abortions taking place. Uh, in some ways, you could say maybe it's incentivized it uh, even more. So that, that's a completely fallacious argument that uh, he, he tries to make there as justification for why you might want to vote for them. Secondly, look at the welfare has done to them. Has it helped? The, these cities where this takes place, where these inner cities and black communities are, over the last 60 years since that took place, has all this welfare and government subsidies and everything else, has it helped them? And they're run, by the way, by Democrats. Every single one of these big city, inner city areas has been run by Democrats for generations. So if that party is so good for black people, for social justice, why hasn't it worked in the last 60 years? No, it has hurt them more than far more than it has helped. Let's get to a couple of sound bites of from the Democrat National Convention. Let's start with the darling of the Democrat National Committee, which is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's a congressperson from New York. Uh, she's become very popular, very outspoken. Uh, she was given some speaking time, short speaking time. But to listen to her short message at the Democrat National Convention Sounds like, honestly, it's like the only thing she didn't say is the, like, workers of the world unite. It's straight out of the communism playbook as if Karl Marx wrote the speech for her. Listen to this. Good evening, bienvenidos, and thank you to everyone here today endeavoring towards a better, more just future for our country and our world. In fidelity and gratitude to a mass people's movement working to establish 21st century social, economic, and human rights. Uh, again, code words for Marxism and socialism. Don't be deceived. Including guaranteed health care, higher education, living wages, and labor rights for all people in the United States. A movement striving to recognize and repair the wounds of racial injustice, colonization, misogyny and homophobia okay there it is again all oppressed versus the oppressor this is perfect perfect uh example of where this party is today that is just marxism you're listening to couched in, uh, in the english language and to propose and build reimagined systems of immigration and foreign policy that turn away from the violence and xenophobia of our past a movement that realizes 
the unsustainable brutality of an economy that rewards explosive inequalities of wealth for the few at the expense of long-term stability for the many. That means we need to change a free market system, which has developed the incredible wealth for all people, by the way, in this country, not just the wealthiest who have who have created this, but also has given jobs to other millions and millions of people. We need to transform that. Again, a lot of code going on here for socialism. And who organized a historic grassroots campaign to reclaim our democracy. Okay, that's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez basically making a a pitch for communism uh, at the Democrat National Convention. The next speaker uh, that we're going to listen to is Pete Buttigieg. You remember him. He's the mayor of South Bend, uh, Indiana. Uh, He ran for president. He is married to a uh, so-called married to a man. He served in our military. And here's what he had to say, proving again the party of Romans chapter one. I believe in this country. Because America, uniquely, holds the promise of a place where everyone can belong. We know that for too many and for too long, that promise has been denied. But we also know America is at its best when we make that circle of belonging wider. Just over 10 years ago, I joined a military where firing me because of who I am wasn't just possible. It was policy. Now, in 2020, it is unlawful in America to fire someone because of who they are or who they love. Again, code words, who they are and who they love. What what does that mean, who they are? Uh, He's assuming that his homosexuality is who he is. It's it's unchangeable in who I love. You should be able to love. You should be able to marry the person you love. You know, again, these are very effective arguments for, for for the unregenerate mind that easily get taken in by this because they have no standard for basis uh, foundation for being able to push back against it and saying, no, this is not God's intent. This is bad for him, <laughs> bad for society, that we have pe- men married to each other and women married to each other. I'm not saying we should go out and shoot them. That's not, that's not the alternative. But when you promote this, it becomes the worldview of society, gets taught in the sc- schools, and the country only goes deeper into Romans 1 not only offends God, which is the worst thing we can do, but it hurts people. It pulls them further away from God, which every Christian should oppose. The very ring on my finger, a wedding we celebrated, here where I'm standing, reflects how this country can change. Love makes my marriage real. But political courage made it possible, including that of Joe Biden, who stepped out ahead even of this party, when he said that marriage equality ought to be the law of the land. Marriage equality, again, code word for marriage should not be defined as a marriage between one man and one woman. As God defines it, it should be whatever you want it to be, whoever you love. And right now it can be male to male, female to female. That will change in time. Now that the the, the siege wall, uh, the the walls of the the country are crumbling, it will become more and more like MacArthur said at the very beginning of the show, like the Jerry Springer show. Now, we don't have much time left on the program, but I wanted to get to the main two candidates of Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden himself. I'm not sure we're going to have time to do that. So what we might do is we might continue this discussion next week because it's an important one, Uh, not only because it's important for us to understand what this party and these candidates actually stand for, but it's to be able to, in our own minds, understand the undermining taking place 
by so many in the professing Christian community. That, that soundbite you heard earlier about how Christians of good conscience can vote either way. I, I, hope, I hope it's clear. Yeah, they can vote either way. But just know that if you vote for the Democrat uh, Party and its candidates, you are voting for the more ungodly, the more uh, God-rejecting of the choices. Again, not to say the Republicans are the Christian Party at all. I want to make that very clear about that. But comparatively, there is no comparison. We'll get into this more next time on The Christian Worldview. Thank you for joining us today. We do live in a changing and challenging world, one that's filled with these code words that we must discern. But in the midst of it all, politics is not going to save America. There's one thing that can save America. Jesus Christ said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That is the only way that individuals can be saved. Believe in him today as your Savior and Lord, and we'll talk to you next time on The Christian Worldview. We hope today's broadcast turned your heart toward God, His Word, and His Son. To order a CD copy of today's program, or sign up for our free weekly email, or to find out how you can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, go to our website, thechristianworldview.org. Or call us toll-free at 1-888-646-2233. The Christian Worldview is a weekly one-hour radio program that is furnished by the Overcomer Foundation and is supported by listeners and sponsors. Request one of our current resources with your donation of any amount. Go to thechristianworldview.org or call us toll-free at 1-888-646-2233 or write to us at Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. That's Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Thanks for listening to The Christian Worldview. Until next time, think biblically and live accordingly.